This episode is brought to you by Canary, a new approach to home security. Canary is a complete home security system packed into a single device. Unlike old systems, Canary is built to learn. Whenever it detects something out of ordinary in your home, Canary sends alerts with HD video and audio straight to your phone. That way you can keep an eye on your kids or your pets when you're stuck at work, find out the oven was left on before it's too late, or stop burglars with a swipe of your finger. Pick up your Canary today when you visit meetcanary.com slash incomparable. It's not brain science, it's rocket surgery. This is Super Mario Brothers. The Incomparable, number 258, August 2015. Welcome back to The Incomparable's <laughs> trek through terrible cinema. Turn back now. It's 1990s in the spotlight this time, and we have chosen for for viewing pleasure. For viewing. <laughs> not that. Uh, 1993's Super Mario Brothers, based on the, um, loosely based on the, um, uh, perhaps a screenplay was written with elements from a checklist (laughs) of the video games of the same name. Sharing a title. Written by someone who had seen the front of the cartridge and nothing more. And nothing (laughs) more. This, uh, this film... Uh, starring Bob Hoskins, a good actor. Mm. John Leguizamo, an actor. Yes. Hey, wow. A good monologist. He does what he does well. Right. Mm-hmm. What he does yes. is hateful and awful, but he does it well. And many others. <laughs> this is Super Mario Brothers. Let me introduce the people who watched this movie because they are heroes. Uh, David Lore, hello. Hi. Are, are you sure this isn't about Jurassic World? Because I'm ready. I hate that movie. 60 million years ago, a media hit Brooklyn. <laughs> One of the few survivors was Tony Sindelar. That, that's me. Hi. I don't know why you introduced me that way. That, I don't, that was awful. <laughs> it's a me. It's a meteor. Oh, uh, wow. Steve, <laughs> a lot of, lot of <laughs> Italian slurs today. Oh, that's Steve, I see how it Steve is. Lutz is also out there. Hello, Steve Lutz. <laughs> Guano. <laughs> well, that's just Steve. Uh, also joining us is one of those plumbers, Philip Michaels. Plumbers! Plumbers! Yeah. Plumber alert. Yeah, just shout plumbers for about 20 plumbers! minutes and, and you've recreated the experience of watching Super Mario. Also, <laughs> Monty Ashley, I, he may not be a plumber. Uh, e- even if your movie does have Mojo Nixon, it could still use some fixing. Oh, oh nice yes. reference. Love the nice. Dead Milkman deep yeah. cut. Yeah. I, was, I, did, I did identify Mojo Nixon. I was like, hey... Oh, and now he's gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Replaced with a puppet. And Joe Steele, Joseph Rosensteel, hello. Hello. Ready to rock, as it were. Mm-hmm. Because the, the rocks. As plumbers, as I was saying, um, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers begins with the Mario music. I, 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 I don't want to give anything away. That, that, that was the only moment where there was a hint of a smile on my mm-hmm. face when the little music kicked in at the yes. beginning of the movie. And from then on, I, I was the great stone face for the rest of the motion picture. <laughs> That's the moment where you're thinking, oh, this is great. This is going to be a film filled with the joy that we in, that we have when we play a video game like Mario Brothers, which we enjoy so much. Uh, J- Jason, can I make my quick opening statement? Yes, please. Go ahead, Monty. Uh, although I am a video gamer at heart, I've been playing video games for my entire life. 
I have no nostalgic connection to Nintendo games in general or Mario in specific because I never had a Nintendo. I had a ColecoVision. Later on, I had a Genesis. So the only nostalgic connection I have to this movie was working in a movie theater in 1993 and dealing with (laughs) very, very unhappy crowds. (laughs) Do we have to announce our video game console allegiance before we begin this? Just so that <laughs> Only if you feel needs- it's necessary okay. in an opening statement. Although I will say that, like Monty, I never, um, I never had uh, any of those early Nintendos. I, I had an Atari, and then I sort of didn't do console games again until the first PlayStation. So I, um, other than watching my brother-in-law when he was a little kid, because he, he was uh, he's uh, 14 years younger than my wife, um, and we would visit, visit her parents' house, and he would be sitting there playing on Nintendo, and that's how I got exposed to all the Nintendo stuff was through through him. So that's Well, there's really, there's no, in 1993, when this movie was made, there really wasn't much Super Mario Brothers nostalgia to be had. I mean, the game, the original game was what, 1984? 85? Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty, well, it had only been around for eight years. Well, but there's been, at this point, well, there's been four games Every game up till that point, there really was nothing much by way of a storyline. You know, it was... Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it's like, this hey, is... the kids, the kids, they love the video games. What What if we sent a media to Brooklyn? No, that's the wrong thing. What if we made a movie about the video games? But the thing is, there's no there's no storyline to screw up here. I mean, there yeah. is no storyline to the Super Mario Brothers games up till this point. It's guy in overalls, jumps on mushrooms. The game this is closest to is Super Mario World, which it'll which is from 1990. So keep that that's... in mind. But even the little bit of storyline that they do have, they screwed up royally here. Oh yeah, it is a blank canvas onto which you can project your your vision and your your how you feel that Mario's story should be told, and this is what they came up with. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not certain there's an answer that would make a good movie. For the youths of today, you might assume if you go to an orchestral rendition of video game theme songs and note that it's all Mario. You would assume that back in the day, everybody loved Mario, and it was a huge cultural touchstone. Mario mania was sweeping the nation. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, you're right. It definitely was not. Well, and the thing that cracks me up is, apparently, this was um, the the director of The Killing Fields, good director, Roland Jaffe, Yes, said, you know, this would make a really good movie. Yeah, The Mission. And, and he's One of my favorite movies, them. The Mission. Yeah, yep. and and then he brought in the the couple that made the original Max Headroom short film. Yes, yeah. See, I want I want to point that out because Max Headroom is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. That that uh, Rocky Morton and Animal Jankel, who directed this, directed the UK uh, film Max Headroom that was then adapted into my fa- one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And in fact, the, the and look, soda commercials. Yes, and twenty in fact, minutes into the future, the look of this film is quite similar to that uh, Max Headroom. Uh, film with the weird like cityscapes and stuff like that and the and the old cars and steam everywhere is very much straight out of that Max Headroom show, which I, I will also point out was uh what, nine years, eight years earlier. So they and they seem to have not worked since then. So <laughs> other than music videos. I maybe I do have maybe I do have a brief opening statement by way of minor defense for this film. Oh boy. Because I have far lower standards than all of you, as you all know. Um, yes, this, yes, good point. I, I think if this was <laughs> Thank not you. Is that an your attempt, opening statement? If, yes, it is. <laughs> if this was not a, an attempt to tie in in some cash-grabby way to Super Mario Brothers, I don't think it would be as universally regarded as awful as it is. I think it's a phenomenally stupid, weird, mm-hmm. uh, 
but somewhat competently made movie that would have been I, I've seen worse definitely <laughs> I've seen a lot worse uh, and it would have come and gone and been forgotten it's it's simply the fact that uh, somebody was told we're going to make a Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie and people went to the theaters thinking oh a Super Mario Brothers movie and this yeah. is what they got and that is why it is regarded as poorly as it is I agree I don't think it's as bad as everybody makes it out to be as a Super Mario Brothers movie it is absolutely as bad as everybody makes it out to be but Completely objectively, without that context, uh, it's it's really not as awful as a lot of things that I've seen. Brave, brave okay. words, Steve. Brave yeah. words. Yeah. I mean, it's, it suffers, I think, it, it, in in the same way that the prequels suffer for John Syracuse, which is that you had one job here. In the prequels, it was come up with an interesting backstory for uh, Anakin Skywalker before he's Darth Vader and show how he became Darth Vader. In this, it's do something, for God's sake, with Super Mario Brothers that is somewhat related to Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Vaguely <laughs> resembles anything. <laughs> and they, they failed. I, I, I agree with you, Steve. I, I think this is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, but what makes it kind of colossally, mind-bogglingly bad <laughs> is that they had one job, which was to tie this movie into these video games, and the things they do tie in are inexplicable, and uh, yes, they they completely fail at that job. Beyond that, it, it is a forgettable, um, weird semi comedy fantasy something. But just that would be immediately forgotten. I think <laughs> we're enough of the fact the that this is also term. supposed to be this tie-in <laughs> yeah. that is a, that completely fails as a tie-in. The thing that 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 confuses me and 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 angers me somewhat as as much as uh, I, I <laughs> wait can something be, angers you. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> My Mario experience is basically limited to playing Mario Kart, which are these bright, fun little worlds with mushrooms and turtle shells and, and no, and, and you're not playing dystopian Mario Kart. It looks just a bunch of old taxi cabs with fire available in an alley. Dark. And not dark in like yeah. a cool dark way. Dark in like a did someone forget to pay the lighting bill type way. <laughs> yes. uh, th- this this awful world. Max Headroom is is sort of futury yet old and dark and baroque and strange, and it works for that because it's like this dystopian future. But right? Is Mario Brothers a dark tale of a dystopia? No, you want to create a no. happy world. Uh, you want to yeah. create this strange world, not unlike our own, where there are turtle men and, and, yes. and, and brightly and, colored objects. And even the monsters are kind of cute and cuddly. Yeah. Instead, they created a world. It's like spooky Manhattan that is slightly spookier than actual Manhattan in 1993. So, yeah. you know. I have a note fairly early on that just reads, yes, this hellscape of neon sparks and sauerkraut really evokes the simple joys of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. I like when they then, they you know, I guess jumping ahead, it, we're not really doing anything, but uh, they then no, we leave the city yet. and they establish that everything outside the hellscape of their metropolis is a hellscape of desert. Where is the Rainbow Highway? Where is the... Mm -hmm. the, There's not even an ice level, for God's sake. There's always an ice level. There are those leaves. There are all those leaves at that one point. That reminded me of the Maple Treeways. Yeah, but what about what about all the squid people underwater and stuff? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's a line in this film though that tells you exactly what was going on throughout the making, and that is when Luigi looks at the fungus and says, "The mushroom is trying to tell us something." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the amazing thing is John Borman was on drugs the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought Super Mario Brothers was wild, wait till you see Kirby, a John Borman film. <laughs> <laughs> The puff is bad. Kerbaz. No, the um, uh, Ed Solomon, who I guess was one of the main screenwriters on this by the end, 
his next movie was Men in Black. And when you take that, you kind of look and see little similarities through through these uh, two things yeah. too, which is weird. Yeah, shades of and the Goomba like, in that. It worked. Yeah. There. Uh, should I should I begin our march through, our death march through the plot? Or <sighs> I suppose yeah, you, you must. must. You can explain stop me. this movie. I was going to mention right now. You can watch the whole movie on YouTube for some reason because nobody even cares enough to contest the copyright. Right. right. That's that's the way. If you would like to watch this movie, don't watch this movie. YouTube is the place to go. <laughs> yeah. Do not spend a nickel. Just no. Watch it on watch it on YouTube. Yeah. I, uh, I always feel guilty when I when I do that. That I'm you know. In a sense, taking money out of people's pockets, I felt no guilt watching <laughs> the the, uh, the video quality really suffers on YouTube. You might not be getting the full experience that uh, you would seeing it on DVD. So you know, I wish I could mug also, Roland Joffe yeah. and take money out of his pocket rather than uh, spend a dime watching Super Mario Brothers. So the Mario music plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we get our glimmer of hope. It's dashed, and then there is um, a series of computery pieces of art uh while dan is a strong word yeah computer is also a strong word (laughs) computer a lot of strong words like a bunch of uh, sort of stills from an apple ii a drawing program (laughs) or or a rudimentary uh, adventure game uh as dan castellanetta tv's homer simpson does affects a brooklyn accent but even i mean it was an attempt to make things look pixelated and and they failed even at that. It clearly looks like somebody's attempt to make something look pixelated as opposed to something that's actually pixelated. Well, it certainly does not look like a, a Mario video game in any well, that's absolutely shape or true. form. This further yeah. does not stand up well. This came out the same year as Jurassic Park, and Jurassic Park has that... <laughs> Cheesy, it has that cheesy animated sequence in the park where they're hey here's how we do DNA and and are you suggesting that this is not like the that. finest dinosaur movie available? Not in even the best dinosaur movie of 1993. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, Dan Castellana has his Brooklyn accent as he explains some, and, and you know it's never a good idea when a movie starts with narration. That much exposition. It's also yeah. uh, some points off of the fact that you get the narrator and then the narrator is never heard from again. That's never a good point. <laughs> and then here, what we're we, he Dan Castellaneta has to get us to accept this film's completely ludicrous premise, which is the the meteor uh, or or the object that that hit the Earth and killed the dinosaurs was a meteorite, um, and it hit Brooklyn. And killed the dinosaurs. But not all the dinosaurs. Some dinosaurs were sent to a parallel universe. This is the point at which my wife and I looked at each other and said, how is this Mario related? Which was the beginning of a series of that asking that question. Because when I go to the theater to see Super Mario Brothers, what I want to see is a story about dinosaurs evolving in a parallel universe. And yet this is what Mr. Dan Castellaneta, TV's Homer Simpson, tells us at the beginning of Super Mario Brothers. You know who I really feel bad for here is Stephen Jay Gould. Because I, I imagine him going to the theater in 1993, very excited that finally Mario Brothers is coming to the big screen. He sits, he pays his, his, his six bucks or whatever the hell it was in 1993. He goes in and his entire life's work is, is, is rendered meaningless in the first 30 seconds of the movie. I, I'd like to think he was a ColecoVision man myself. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we, then we get 20 years ago. Uh, there's a card 20 years ago, Brooklyn. So we've come back from 60 million years ago to 20 years ago. A worried-looking lady in combat boots drops an ornate walk off with some nuns and disappears down a manhole. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. 
Don't you guys like that there's multiple ridiculous scenes before the movie actually starts? Like, it's like, let's have multiple segments that are strange yeah, the, the, and unnecessary. Uh, there, it, I, I have it as more of a space capsule. Leaves, uh, there's an egg in a space capsule that's left for the nuns. Well, initially it looks like a walk, and then later mm-hmm. we yeah. see it. The nuns are unwrapping it's actually it. actually like Iron Man. I'll go with a walk. Baby capsule. Also, the the open yeah the opening title credits yeah the opening title it, titles are showing here they're using the Law and Order font I thought that was really nice. Clunk, well, clunk. New York, so they're required. <laughs> In the yeah. criminal justice system, there are two equally important parties: mammals One, and dinosaurs. The dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> must. I would live in a permanent dimension, and the other humans who are doing Plumbers. other things. <laughs> Law and order, Cretaceous victims unit. Um. So a uh, baby hatches from the egg in this in point. front of some nuns who um, who unlike nuns in real life would would be screaming it's evil kill it mm-hmm. <laughs> the egg the egg hatches it contains a baby and the nuns for some reason don't immediately stab it with the daggers of Megiddo uh-huh. which I would and, strongly <laughs> suspect they would and they apparently never mentioned to the kid oh by the way you came out of an egg yes <laughs> <laughs> this might yeah, be why bring that up you don't want to you don't want to leave a kid with too much baggage that's like, that's a lot to live down. Mm-hmm. Well, also the nuns name the baby Daisy, even though they have no idea that that's the baby's name. But mm-hmm. when maybe Daisy it was on back, like, written on a everybody card, everybody knows that written, written on, on the card. inside of the eggshell, yeah. as, as dinosaurs do. Yeah. Jason, did you mention the fact that the dinosaurs have evolved uh, in their parallel dimension to take on human-like characteristics? Did, did we learn? Though? Did we learn that in the Dan yeah, Castle yeah, uh, narration? I don't yes. remember. I think we did. Well, no, they say they say something along the lines of they evolved to become vicious and uh, angry, just like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they they so. don't explain yet that they evolved into looking exactly like us, except that they're dinosaurs, except they look just like humans. Right. That's, well, I think Dennis Hopper kind of holds his hands like a T-Rex a couple of times. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently at least one person in the alternate dimension has evolved from a fungus. So why not? I had questions about that. <laughs> <laughs> so the baby hatches from an egg. Uh, now we cut to Brooklyn today. John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins are Luigi and Mario. If you're going to cast two people as Italians, those British. would be the two that you choose, right? A fat white British fellow and a okay. Hispanic I f- gentleman. Yes. I feel that we owe, owe, owe uh, Joel Doce, who sang uh, What's the Matter You in the early 1980s, uh, an apology <laughs> in that he has no longer done the most offensive act against the Italian people. <laughs> Bob Hoskins is an interesting choice. but We um, had learned that he does a perfect American accent and can act with... Uh, artificial characters in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so mm-hmm. he'll be perfect here. Yep. Yeah. But plus, he's fat, and they're plumbers. <laughs> plus, he's fat, and and they have they have sort of a Mulder and Scully thing going on because because Luigi is believing all of these things, and Mario is a skeptic, which you know never saw that coming. I will say, I actually kind of like the way they play off of each other. Yeah, it's I not the worst uh, chemistry in the world. Apparently, they would go just drink. Drink in between every take, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, <laughs> and yeah. lament how how um, how life had given this them this bag of, of yeah. rocks. So, I should uh, say in, in a mo- in an interview with the Guardian shortly before his death, <laughs> um, uh, Bob Hoskins uh, was asked uh, if there was anything he regretted from his career, and he said Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and what was the worst thing you ever did? And he said Super Mario Brothers. And oh, he wow. was very clear that Super Mario Brothers is by far the low point in his entire career. And if you could go back in time and change one thing about your life, what would it be? Not doing Not Super Mario. Doing Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. So. But he's clearly he's he's being pretty game about it here. 
No, he. I mean, he doesn't mail it in. He's a professional, this man. He also didn't know that this was even based, apparently didn't know it was based on a video game until his, what, his kid who had played the game saw that he was doing it and said, oh yeah, I have that game. And he was like, what? And then he, he, he recounted the plot of the game and he said, no, I'm pretty sure that's not it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he and Leguizamo work fine together. As far as duos in this movie go, they are oh, by far they are the, the professional they are head oh, yeah. shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we'll get to those guys. Mm, I suspect we will. <laughs> so? So, so it's Mario Brothers, even though he's Mario. And this, of course, I, I've been told is Mario canon that they, they are indeed Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Because otherwise, how lame is Luigi that he's like, sure, Mario, we'll call it Mario Brothers because you're my brother and your name is Mario. Well, Luigi so, is extremely lame. That's he, also he, canon. He is, but Mario. <laughs> so, so Mario is his name and it is also their last name. I actually thought that was funny. I will yeah. tell you that. The desk clerk later on is correct to be confused by yes. this, but they don't really milk it for comedy, which I thought was an interesting choice. No, I just they thought just it was sort of brush it under the table. And That's why it was funny. <laughs> yeah, he just quickly says, yeah. oh, so uh, you and I got your names. <laughs> Both Move it Mario? on. Yeah. No, just here, here at this point where Lu- Mario and Luigi are driving around in a truck that says Mario Brothers on it, I thought, poor Luigi. <laughs> it's never <laughs> Luigi Brothers. It's always Mario Brothers. <laughs> Time for a short break. Let me tell you about our sponsor in this week's edition of The Incomparable. It's Canary. You know, traditional home security systems cost hundreds of dollars to set up. They cost hundreds more for their required monthly plans, and they lock you into contracts, sometimes for years at a time. Don't get stuck paying thousands of dollars for false alarms for systems that only tell you if your window is open or closed and not what actually happened. Instead, you should meet Canary, a new approach to home security that is available for only $249. It's an all-in-one home security system you control from your iPhone or Android phone. For $249, here's what you get. It sets up in minutes. You just plug the Canary in, connect to the internet, and that is it. It's got a 1080p camera with clear video quality and the best night vision on the market. A live stream video of what's happening anywhere so you can check in. I am on, as I record this, I am on a trip. I can check in on my cat. I saw yesterday my cat sitting on our couch, I think waiting for us to come home uh, using the Canary app on my iPhone because I've got a Canary sitting in my living room. There Also, there's a 90 plus decibel siren. So if uh, somebody breaks into the house, it can actually scare off intruders because they will hear that super loud siren and realize this is not a place they want to be. Uh, it supports localized 911 so you can contact authorities closest to home and react to emergencies no matter where you are. And it also offers some home environment features, including temperature, humidity, and air quality monitoring. Plus, Canary has no contracts, no required monthly fees, and with the free starter plan, you can use Canary with no additional costs. Now, if you decide you want access to features like extended video storage, there are great affordable consumer-friendly plans that start at $5 a month, $4.99 a month for premium plans launching in mid-August. And for the first week, Canary users can get major discounts. So be one of the first people to get smart, affordable home security. Buy your Canary now when you visit www.meetcanary.com. That's M-E-E-T canary.com slash incomparable meetcanary.com slash incomparable and find out how to save up to 50% on premium plans. Thank you so much to Canary for showing me that my cat is waiting for me to come home and for sponsoring the incomparable. 
Uh, there's a zany driving sequence at this point with some zany New York style, almost like 30 Rock-esque kind of uh, crazy zany New York music. We're driving oh around in New God. York. <laughs> the music in this movie is consistently terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. It, and <laughs> continuous. Yeah. If you imagine the Danny the the Danny Elfman zany things are happening happening that kind of like but without the minor chords it's like but they without the minor of his minor chords mm. yeah exactly. or the like, talent they got yeah. the footage back and said wow we thought we were making the a two much are often wackier mistaken for each other I find yeah. it was they the non union conductor Lanny Melfman who did the uh, <laughs> the soundtrack because there was there's the dialogue that's like that's dubbed in while they're driving that feels very like yeah, added like, after the fact like we really got to punch punch this up otherwise it's just a it's just a truck there's driving a lot around of New York off for camera dialogue in this film that was obviously added after the I fact I feel like that was yeah. added yeah. late <laughs> yes they needed yeah. to wacky this movie really, up really fixes because, it really because yeah, it was too really somber before tightens yep. the screws yeah yep, it was few dirge like it was funereal <laughs> yeah <laughs> just really as a nice Zadie polishing scene to it. it's just, so then they yeah. get they get to um the job that they're going to and the the scapelli uh truck is already there and in one of the many examples of overly descriptive dialogue in this film, Mario gets out of the car and says, Scapelli, they beat us again. Another job lost. Yeah, we, thank you. Which is which is also confusing Mario. from several perspectives. Yeah. Uh, first off, in addition to being just a plumber's truck, they're also a giant mega corporation that's they, building they stuff that is, that is mafia-esque. Yes. Um, but also, how do they know where that job well, is? They get the, there. The, the you, way plumbers are called in New York is there's a, there's like a party line, and all the plumbers are it's called. A gold rush, and man. whoever gets there first gets the job. Look, you don't build an empire like the Scapellis did by turning down little jobs. You, I thought I understood out, how, how life worked in 1993 Brooklyn, but I have so much to learn. <laughs> so. And why was there all that confusion about where to go in the first place? Don't you guys? You live here. Yeah. You have a van. You should have a map. That was. I believe there, that was attempting to send you a message about Luigi's instincts that Mario never wants to trust, that they then reference later in a crappy car chase. Right. Totally irrelevantly. Yeah, in passing, in extreme passing. It does not solve later. the problem or come in at the finale at all. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mr. Scapelli, uh, in, in his best sort of Mr. Big kind of voice, he's like, hey, I am I am a very important man and I have important questions uh, asking. It's the narrator from the movie, the beginning ha- of the movie. It's practi- practically. Yeah. It's a slightly different. Um, he's got a, he's got a suit in his black car, and he asks who's in charge. And there's this college girl. Where at the construction in, site? Here. In charge of the dig at the construction site, where yes. construction is halted because of the discovery of dinosaur bones. My favorite part about this section is how much they can talk about. Uh, dinosaur bones without using the word paleontology, which tells you something uh-huh. about like yeah. at what level they think the audience or, or is even, operating. Or even fossil doesn't get used. No, no yeah. that bones, Jason. Dinosaur, dinosaur bones. bones. Again, just oh, another the, n- another dagger in the back of Stephen Jay Gould sitting there in the <laughs> yep. theater. That's the point where he starts shouting at the screen, fossils! They found really good dinosaur bones, too. Like an entire skeleton yeah. all Intact. laid out. A brand yeah. new in species. A, but In a pipe. But nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah. No, they just want to. They just want to keep uh, keep on moving. Keep on moving with Mr. Big's project, Mr. Scapelli's project. Well, that's because uh, he's the boss elsewhere. 
Yeah, so my note here about Mr. Scapelli is good acting. <laughs> That's all I've got. And actually this whole scene, because this is this is some painful back and forth between Mr. Scapelli and our uh, our our college girlfriend Daisy as they threaten. Played one by another. Samantha Mathis. Yes. I read a crackpot theory about Mr. Scapelli, which is that he is meant to be Donkey Kong. Okay. And that, <laughs> that is that is the crackpottiest theory I have ever the heard. The people making this film had never heard of Donkey Kong, Monty. They had barely heard of Super Mario. Well, <laughs> here are the three the points end. defending it. One, Scapelli hangs out at a construction site. Two, talks to the girl. Mm-hmm. And three, <laughs> the turns, third into the strongest. Yeah, turns, turns into a monkey. Into an ape at the end. Yeah. Interesting. Stupid. Yeah. I, interesting. I, I recommend that as we go through this, if there's any character that we can't directly map to a video game character, everybody can choose to give me their conspiracy <laughs> theory of what video game character they really are. <laughs> Very this well. is the weirdest draft yet. So just pay attention to that <laughs> as we go. Um, at, at this point in my notes, I think to myself, because we're talking, I'm looking at Bob Hoskins and they're talking about parallel universes. And I think to myself, maybe in a parallel universe, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was this bad. And that, that would be <laughs> what he what he regretted for the rest of his life. But in our universe, it is Super Mario Brothers. Well, maybe if Who Framed Roger Rabbit had been based on Bubsy, it would have been this bad. <laughs> Who can say? So uh, let's see what happens next. I've got men with men with glass. Uh, yeah, the bro the bros meet Daisy and offer her a ride, as as I recall. And, and rather than run like hell from the two creepy her. Italians and their creepy dark van, she somehow ends up double dating with them. I think yeah. the henchmen show up around now. If we yeah. yeah, yes, oh, the, the very strange oh, right. acting. And they go, I missed. Right, who are. They're- from, from, named after characters that appear mm-hmm. in Super Mario Brothers. So yeah, game. so l- what happens is uh, Luigi's on the phone uh, trying to get a new job. Uh, Mario, in a strange commentary on the cost of <laughs> bottled water, <laughs> Mario emerges from a bodega and says, "Hey, everybody's got tap water. This thing costs three bucks." Somebody <laughs> had a bone to pick. Stick it to the man, Mario. Uh, Luigi. Mario's a man of the people. That, That's the that message. Of that so scene. Luigi hangs up on a job. They're desperate for work, but. Pretty pretty girl Daisy needs to use the phone, so he hangs up on the potential job. Well, he and, hangs up on the party line. I'm sure Scapelli would. Yes, I'm sure Scapelli's already there and gives the phone to Daisy. Um, where where we um and 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 then this is this is the point where where in the universal shorthand of um a, a socially awkward guy who's met a girl that he likes, he says, "It's a pleasure to meet me. I mean you." <laughs> good dialogue. Very good. Sharp sharp stuff. Sharp back and forth there. And he asked her to dinner. <laughs> um, at dinner, it's going well. The date is going pretty well. Cut to successful dinner date with Luigi. Um, and it's going so well, in fact, that as often happens on dates, on first dates, there's that moment where um, one... Uh, <laughs> I need to phrase Steve. Get ready for it. Here it comes. Oh, boy. <laughs> she, she offers to show him her bones. Well, that you have to be shown them before you can jump them. Yes, I think exactly. Exactly. I think that's how it works. It's difficult to jump. Uh, not that any jumping actually happens in this movie about Super Mario Brothers, a video game about guys <laughs> that jump on things. <laughs> that's not true. There's, there's jumping, and it's set up. There's, they there's think the audience is going to lose their mind yeah. with how exciting this jumping <laughs> is. Rocket, we'll get to the boots. We'll get to the boots. But, but it, it isn't here. They do kidnap mario's girlfriend and um don't worry about that and then in the in the it won't who i thought was annabella shiora but was not but is not no not at all um it could have been annabella shiora in a disguise Mm. she was i believe she she was was smithy she was slightly devolved 
Um, <laughs> the the uh, so at the date, date's going really well. So much so that they there's a kiss uh, attempted over over the bones of the dinosaurs because dinosaur bones are important. That's hot. like in Friends. But something very important happens, which is um, Scapelli, because he's evil, has decided to f- to flood the tunnels and use this as a way to make the bones inaccessible so they just have to go on with the construction project or something like that. Because so many construction projects are done in floods. Yeah. Yeah, I know that there's a lot of things wrong with this movie, but I what? was particularly offended by that, <laughs> the, the, the staging of that scene where there is both a giant tunnel and then there's a room with a bunch of bones and then there's a room with a bunch of plumbing off yes. of it. Well, and that just doesn't make any sense. It's like, these are things that are underground. We'll put them next to each other. <laughs> but it, it's great because it leads to the moment where they're like, oh no, the, the water, water is coming out and and uh and we can't stop it what do we do why this looks like a job for a plumber plumber wow it's so lucky they were actually there and it's the one job that the scapelli plumbers aren't going to take exactly right and luigi because he's not a very good plumber even though the water is pouring out he has to go get mario and bring him back what we don't hear is that somebody had, in fact, hired Sp- Sc- Scapelli in the first place to go down there and open those pipes, and it was yet another job that the Mario Brothers yes. failed well, to get. The guys running down the tunnel were wearing Scapelli jerseys, yeah, yeah. which seemed like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The perfect crowd. Subterfuge. <laughs> hey, right. Scapelli understands the importance of branding. Mm-hmm. Branding, yes. Right. I, I believe in a, a point of order in this movie's yes, favor. Sir. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Luigi points out that he is only a, a plumber's apprentice. Yes. So mm-hmm. if there, if there's nothing else, this movie has respect oh. for the the union and craft and, <laughs> that's and why, guild That's why his upper plumbing. lip is bare. He hasn't earned yeah. his mustache it, yet. It also mm-hmm. shows the folly... Of Koopa, who assumes that the apprentice plumber is a plumber. Mm-hmm. Also, Luigi's arc is that he grows as a plumber throughout the movie. Well, it's not <laughs> like that that is an arc. Jason. They don't have little <laughs> yeah. rat tails they wear around to show their apprentice plumbers. Mm-hmm. The only way you can tell is when they bend over. There's only like a quarter of a crack. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's a cut scene where Mario pastes a mustache on Luigi's upper lip and says, "Now you're a plumber." <laughs> there's no like cut me. scene. They used every second of footage. Uh, Every time a bell rings, a plumber gets his mustache. Uh, so Daisy is taken, and they're knocked out by the by two bozos, and she disappears into a rock wall or she, would, goes would across now be a good time to discuss the let's two bozos. Let's talk the bozos. I, Wait, let's the, introduce our. Bozo I want to talk about Iggy the bozos. And Spike. Those are they're from a, an a legit v- video game. Their names are their names. Are yes, from Iggy and Spike game. are legitimate yeah, yes, video games. Iggy is played by Fisher Stevens, Fisher Stevens who yes. is doing the finest work of his career. <laughs> and Spike <laughs> is the awesome parking attendant from Ferris Bueller with a very unfortunate haircut. He's Richard Edson. He's a hey, it's that guy. He's in a he whole bunch of movies. He was in uh, Good Morning Vietnam. He was in Do the Right Thing. I believe he was in Eight Men Out. Um, he, he's basically whenever you need someone who looks very unpleasant, you cast him. The, mm-hmm. This is a less dignified role for Fisher Stevens than the one he does in Hackers a couple years later. And in that one, I will remind you, he has to <laughs> ride a skateboard and call Pendulette a hapless techno weenie. Fair enough. These, these are just super generic, wacky, incompetent henchmen. There's two guys exactly like them in Highlander 2. Another fine movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In, in the Max Headroom TV movie, there is also a pair of of uh, wacky, incompetent henchmen. It is a, it's so even it's even like these directors serial killer yeah. signature. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe there's a bit of continuity here that nobody's ever noticed. Maybe maybe really we're watching a movie about these two goofballs. 
Maybe. Well, did you stick around after the credits? One in a se- yes, it's it's super uh, Koopa cousins. Yeah. So we know the movie is really about them. And in fact, all of the films containing two wacky, nondescript sidekicks. Are, are you saying these characters. characters are Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Is that how you read this movie? <laughs> I, that's exactly right. I hope right. so, because that means they're going to die. They're dead, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you serious that there is a post-credit sequence that I did not I did Yes, not yes. there is. You oh, see yes. two Japanese oh, gentlemen. I, oh, wow, I Guys, watching. they left everything <laughs> in. Yeah, there is. A, you didn't. You, yeah, there is totally a post-credit sequence. Gotta stick around for the thing after the credits. Or we can describe it to you now and you'll never watch it. <laughs> Yes, yes, thank you. You see two Japanese gentlemen, and they say, we would like to make a video game based on your ad- adventures. And you think they're talking to Mario and Luigi, but they're actually talking to Iggy and Spike. Get it? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and they ask hilarious. about potential names for their games, and they come up with Super Koopa Cousins, and that's the big punchline that gets people leaving the theater with a smile on their face and a song in their heart. I think they're already gone, Chief. A song by <laughs> Roxette. A song <laughs> by Roxette. Right. That's right, to add insult to injury. Yeah, that's the first thing we see in the credits. At, at one point during the movie, I did turn to my wife and say, boy, they are missing out on not having the was, not was. <laughs> Everybody walked the dinosaur song in this. Instantly it plays. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so so that that's the we've got the credits right, so we're done with the movie now. Yep, we're yep. done. Boy, yep. we, that, uh, Good that job, went faster everyone. than I was expecting. Shorter than usual, yeah. <laughs> so Daisy gets kidnapped, and they cross over into dystopian Dino Manhattan. Thank, thank you, Tony. Yes, <laughs> thanks. Welcome. Thanks for reminding us we have more of this movie <laughs> to go. Yes, <laughs> you she disappears into a rock so wall welcome. across dimensions. Um, we we are in now Dino Manhattan, which looks uh, like a where. You know, again, it's a dark, weird, dystopian, uh, mixed-up uh, cityscape. Uh, Coated in sauerkraut. Not not dinosaury in any way. Not dinosaury enough. That's for sure. There's little dinosaur puppets, mm. uh, kind of fighting over some meat. Yes, they're like rats. Mm. Yeah, dinosaur rats, and it does feel very Max Headroom, which again works works fine in a dystopian future kind of story, and not maybe so much in what is supposed to be what would happen in a world where d- dinosaurs evolved into exactly what people are, which doesn't make any sense. Stephen Jay Gould again fuming in the balcony. <laughs> yes, because he only goes to theaters with balconies; he doesn't go to cineplexes. There's a nice scene here where they spot Daisy, and uh, some of my favorite dialogue in the whole movie here. Which is Daisy, Luigi, Daisy, Luigi, because then I knew who their what their names were. So yeah, that's that was nice. great. Yeah, see them, but the <laughs> da- plumbers, plumbers. Now we meet King Koopa. Yeah. So so Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Because um, why not? Sure. This is how we know for sure. If you weren't careful, if you weren't sure before, you now know that this is absolutely a terrible movie. Yep. Because Dennis Hopper is in it. Yep. For some reason, he Aww. hangs around with Aunt Petunia Dursley. Not sure why. Yeah. Certainly not a character in the games. Certainly not a character in this movie. Nope. Not sure why she's there. It's like his, his secretary. But he wants the rock and the princess. That, what he wants is the Did we mention what this rock does? This is the rock that allows them to go through so, the different so, dimensions. So the, the, here's what happens. The, astro- the asteroid, sorry, the meteorite, meteorite. when it hit meteorite. in Brooklyn please, and Jason, killed please. many of the dinosaurs but left some alive in a par- parallel dimension, um, there is a, a, a shard that has come off of it. And it turns out that uh, dinosaur scientists have proven that if you put the shard of the of the meteorite back in the meteorite uh, uh, sphere... 
uh, that the two parallel dimensions come back together into one dimension. Mm-hmm. Even by magic rock standards, I found this troubling. Right now, sitting <laughs> next to Stephen J. Gold in that movie theater, Neil deGrasse Tyson has just stormed out. He cannot take it anymore. <laughs> this is the worst night at the cinema he has yep. ever gone to. By the way, as we've been introduced to this very Max Hedrum-esque-like land, uh, this is the point where I, I turned to IMDb to see if Joel Schumacher was involved in the making of this film. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> it's it's leather and dripping with mucus, and that is Joel Schumacher's <laughs> oeuvre. <laughs> yeah. that's, it's on his business card, actually. That, that's also described Joel Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Uh. So... Uh, Dennis Hopper, I want to say, by the way, he's got the he his he's got the weird like flat stripe haircut thing on the top on his head. I think that's actually supposed to be the shape of his head. Yeah, well, so my point is he he's basically like again, he's basically like Max Headroom. He's got oh, he's got yeah. like Max Good Headroom point. head. Yeah. Most of the the dinosaurness of this world is represented in strange haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're supposed which, to be scales, which is not ridges. what I think of traditionally when I think of dinosaurs. dinosaurs no. but, well, and and <laughs> but spiky shoulder pads. Mm. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, that's that's better, right? <laughs> dinos yeah. love that. But stuff. there's there's a lot I don't understand about dinosaurs, so I'm learning. Yeah, I mean, I had dinosaurs all wrong before I saw this movie. It was and very this, educational. This movie really underscores there was no one in Hollywood uh, in the 1980s and 1990s who gave less of a sh- than Dennis Hopper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> cannot be bothered. Whereas Bob Hoskins is actually, you know, he's putting his shoulder into it. He may be <laughs> off camera uh, doing doing shots with John Leguizamo, but he's trying. Dennis Hopper just cannot be bothered no. to do anything. I, I like to think this is what's in his head during the story of Easy Rider. <laughs> Well, two years later, he made Waterworld, so we had yep. he had that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he also has this undesirable task of having like the most exposition out of everybody in the film to deliver. It's like, oh, I need have this evil plan, and this is the reason why I need to do this evil plan, and the reason why this evil plan works is because of this rock and this meteorite, and I need to explain why I don't like the city that I live in and the desert that's endless and this globe thing. And it's just, yeah, that's it's, why Dennis Hopper mailed it in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, I, took, he took one look at the script and was like, nope, not worth it. Can you distinguish Dennis Hopper mailing it in from Dennis Hopper being fully engaged? Because I sure can't. <laughs> His performance is very much like Malcolm McDowell in uh, Tank Girl to me. Yeah. yeah. So this, yeah, one, of, one of the things he says here is great. And it's the plumbers took it. Plumber alert! Which I like because <laughs> They've it, got one. It, it implies that on the alert system... There is one of the many alerts is a plumber alert. Um, and, and the response from his functionary when he shouts plumber alert is, yes, sir. Yes. It's like, oh, yes. No <laughs> plumber alert. Got that. Plumber, Got plumbers it. are a real problem in alternate universe dino land. I would be willing to believe that in this weird alternate dinosaur world that can only be accessed through a rift that is deep underneath Brooklyn, probably the only people that are intruders are plumbers. But that is not something that they explore in the culture of dinosaur Manhattan. And that is, those are, there are questions left unanswered. And I am unfulfilled by that aspect of Super Mario Brothers. The movie. <laughs> I like the implication that aside from these two idiots, Iggy and Spike, everyone else who works for Koopa, pretty efficient. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sort of. I mean, it, uh, it seems like there's issues with loyalty such that he has to rely on henchmen later that are de-evolved and are fiercely loyal, but not fiercely competent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's some issues in the rank. Also, we really only see like, 
three people that works for him, right? Like, there's the same cop again and again and again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he is the desk sergeant and also the cop who talks to, to, to the guy who's in charge of the whole city. So, yeah. like, he's 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 working a lot of shifts. <laughs> so, Well, it's also weird that uh, uh, with the Goombas, and it, it, he has the whole scene with, like, they're, they're big and threatening and, and terrible and, they'll, uh, uh, and powerful and all this stuff, and, the, and then they don't do anything in the film. Nothing. They're just sort of like bumbling shoulder pad things. They're comedic. Do you don't find them hilarious? They're <laughs> mushrooms that sidle left to, or right to left and get stomped on. That's that's Goombas. Mm-hmm. Although I'm a little surprised they didn't give the one and only cop some sort of Mario Cannon name just to explain why he was in the film so much. They're a Mario mm-hmm. cop. Well, he's Donkey Kong Junior. Okay, <laughs> thank you. That's good. See, there Done. we go. <laughs> That, that stands up with what I know about Donkey Kong Jr. Officer Kong! Officer Kong! One of, one of the reasons why I can't entirely hate this movie is because it enabled me to write, at this point, this note. <laughs> and then a nice grandma pokes Bob Hoskins with a cattle prod before being thrown off a bridge by a large black woman who takes their rock and jumps over a road with her rocket boots. Mm-hmm. No other film allowed me to write that note. No. Only Super Mario Brothers. Well, you have not seen Lawrence of Arabia, then. No. <laughs> she is, based on a video game character, in name only. Because <laughs> she is called Big Bertha, which is a bad guy that is a fish in Mario Brothers. She, well, she's also a fish here, but she looks just like a human because that's how it works. She's evolved. Um, she's, yeah, she's been evolved. Uh, also, I discovered at this point that it's not as uh, much of a hellscape as we were led to believe because this world has its own balladeer. Roaming Mojo Nixon mm-hmm. as Again, Toad. another reference yeah. that sort of, sort of did not really not cross over into nope. film. Toad no. not known for his singing chops. As He's a cute little toadstool. Elvis is everywhere. They were given a list of key words from Super Mario Brothers without context. I hope, I hope he was going to get devolved into a toadstool, but that didn't happen That would have been interesting. I, and I, I, I literally quaked with rage during that scene where he was devolved, and they pull it back, and he's some sort of reptile. No, he's supposed to be a toadstool! Don't you know canon? And they went to the, all the trouble of shaving Mojo Nixon's hair into this weird spiral on the top of his head for, like, three scenes worth. Was that just not his thing? <laughs> no. Maybe that was just his hairstyle that week. He he had odd hairstyle, but it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was more of an Elvis Pompadour mm-hmm. from oh. Hell. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, he does get to he does get to shout, "The king is everywhere!" as he gets dragged away. Yes. So there is. I that. thought that was that was. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he committed to the haircut rather than committing to the acting, so that that's fine. You put Mojo Nixon in the movie, you get you get Mojo Nixon, yeah. and then make him carry a lot of the exposition in that yeah. cell scene. <laughs> that was that was that was really what I was talking about there because that, that goes on forever too. Yeah. He's got his arm dangling down. He's like, "Oh well, don't you know the king? We think that he's been devolved into a mushroom that's everywhere." And it's just like, why why would he even? Also, that? they all know that they're in another dimension. That's strange too. Yeah, this is the point where Mario, I think, asks the cop, are we dead? And I was asking myself the exact same <laughs> yep. thing at that when point. When you need a film. lot of plot explained and Dread Zeppelin is unavailable, <laughs> you, get, uh, you get Mojo Nixon. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so Jellyfish they, was on tour. So they, so. De- so they de-evolve Toad and he turns into a Goomba. What about right before that where there's the crazy thing where Koopa pretends to be their lawyer for about eight seconds? Oh yeah, he comes. Yeah, he comes to the police station. Yeah, they're like, completely. "Hey, that Koopa, he's a jerk," and he's like, "Yes, he is a jerk." Yes. That that's that addition to the plot feels completely unnecessary and completely bizarre. unnecessary. As opposed to 
Well, I mean... <laughs> it, it was like they decided to change it between takes, but now we already shot half I'm just saying they could have caught that and the movie could have been a little bit shorter mm. and everyone would have been a little bit happier. So, so they, but, but the security is really bad and they actually like kick Koopa into the de-evolution chair. Although he doesn't get de-evolved, but he does get to shout, Stop that plumber! Uh, again. Stop that plumber. <laughs> I was. Just I just. I love the that. specificity of that plumber because everybody knows what a plumber looks like. You know, mm. right. stop that plumber, the plumber over there. Stop him. Well, we do learn later on that the pipes in this world are pretty bad. Mm-hmm. They they are they are. So how do they know about know of plumbers? What do they know of plumbers in this world? Well, it was the Great Plumber War, and that's why they have a plumber mm. alert because they they got rid of all of the competent plumbers that could have actually fixed the tower. Yeah, and the great plumber purge. I would like to read your fan fiction, Joe. The movie you are describing is so much more interesting than the movie we watched. <laughs> the Great Plumber War. That's the Super Mario Brothers prequel. You see, the novelization has all sorts of backstory that isn't yeah. in the movie. I'm sure. <laughs> Dan O'Bannon wins again. Um, I, this is the point where I have in my notes, this screenplay feels as if it was translated into some other language and then back into English. <laughs> you mean because they temporarily defeat the bad guy by shoving him and then running away? <laughs> well, no, there's the words yeah. they say don't appear to be words that would be said by humans mm. um, in normal language. That's just Leguizamo's acting <laughs> style, though. <laughs> there's another wacky car chase. I note at this point that the, mu- that the music in this film is bad and not related in any way to the game. This would be a perfect time to have video game mm. themes being reused. But uh, it, it's not related to the game or indeed, as my notes continue, is anything else. I will point yeah. out before the car chase, there is the thing where the fungus is trying to help them. But they're not picking up on it, and that the fungus will have to do that about four more times. Because they, then, well, the car yeah. plunges, but but they're saved by. But the even fun, before that, fungus. before they get in the car, the, the fungus is trying to give them the bomb. It tries to hand them a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chekhov's bomb that will yes, come back later. That's right, there will be a bomb <laughs> later. During the police car chase, Mario shouts, "Yeah, hey, this is driving." Oh, that was that was which this is pod flashbacks racing. to yeah. now. This is pod racing. Yeah, this yeah. is pod racing. Really brought it all home. Uh-huh. Yeah, but oh. just to go back to that music for a second, because it, yep. it, it's so bad in the action stuff, it's so generic and terrible, and it, it's Alan Silvestri doing this, so it's it's even more disappointing. Well, maybe it's Alan wow. Silvestri's like interns, right? <laughs> <laughs> he he farmed this out. I'm, I I don't have any proof. I'm just saying. You know, did he put his best effort into this? Because it's bad. Oh, it's very bad. Uh, stop that plumber. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the, so the fungus saves the car, forming a sort of fungus bungee cord. Is to this save where? The car. Oh no, this isn't where Luigi's driving skills come into play. No, th- this, this is, is all Mario that drives into the fungus. But Luigi does tell him to go the wrong way on purpose because he knows that he will then go the right way. <laughs> it's his instinct. The wrong As way. At this point, I was answering email, so this is <laughs> See, that would have hit a yep. lot harder if we'd give, been given some sense of the difference between the bridge and the tunnel and why the tunnel was better and the bridge was worse. Yeah. So uh, we we cut, We also get to see the two our two uh, crazy killers um, who are going to be visiting with uh, Koopa um, at this point, I, my, my note was that they, they sound their, their, they, their dialogue is shouted, um, as if they are dubbing themselves. That's how it <laughs> felt like to me is they were just performing their own d- overdubs on the stu- on the set. Cause it's all really loud and shouted for no apparent reason. Um, but it doesn't matter cause they are evolved. Um, they are evolved into intelligent, 
uh, as evidenced by them doing yes. math very quickly yeah. and, yeah. and having using big words also like the math they do, wag. the math mm-hmm. is wrong <laughs> yeah it's the scarecrow effect yeah well, and then also later on when they go to actually drive a car and they can't do that yeah the, the whole evolving thing they seem to forgot to incorporate that into their performance because they get shouty and dumb really quick there's only so far you can evolve Fisher Stevens. <laughs> it, was, it was just like bad, sticky stuff from mm. old Warner Brothers cartoons all through this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, uh. the most painful scenes maybe when they are on the screen. We also get the a lot of anti-mammal propaganda at this point, which I find strange. Because offensive again, to you? I, I, well, I find well, yes, as a mammal, I, I am offended by it. But what it is again, it points out. I That's don't, just your mammal privilege. I, oh. I, yeah, I, know, I, need to, I need to check my mammalian privilege at the door. I get it, but. Follow me here. Um, Overemphasizing that some of these human beings who are just standing there like people are dinosaurs and some of these human beings that are standing here as people are, are, are mammals um, in the script seems like a mistake when your characters all look exactly the same. Mm. And yet well, that, saves, that happens. It saves a lot of money on makeup. It does. We'll just take well, that stuff out. Did mammals even evolve in this alternate universe? I don't think they exist. I think Hopper has met his first pair of mammals here. I was very confused by that because there was the part where he says he was going to de-evolve all the mammals. And it was like, who does that mean? Right. He means the ones in the in our universe. He's going to come to our universe and de-evolve them. I was unclear by the end of the movie. Is Daisy evolved from a dinosaur or from fungus? And I feel like I should know the answer to that question. Well, she's the daughter of a fungus and a dinosaur. This is a okay. prequel to Planet of the Apes, because what happens is they devolve <laughs> everybody on Earth into apes. And that's your Planet of the Apes right there. Hmm. What, weren't mammals one of the pizza options? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. he has to oh. hold you have to hold the mammals. Oh, so yeah, I are... forgot about the wacky ordering pizza with funny things. It's like that was we had a leftover joke after making Ninja Turtles, so that sets up yeah. a couple of jokes yeah. later that don't happen. I was offended by the mammal bashing, but then I remembered this movie was made by mammals, mm. <laughs> and now I hate all of them. Well, self hating self hating mammals. mammals, yeah, <laughs> that's the shame of it all. Uh, anyway, they're frustrated. The, the 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 there's a weird scene with uh, with Daisy and Koopa. <laughs> that I found a weird disturbing. scene, you say? Yeah, yeah. But then then our friends uh, our friends the dumb the dumb duo. Uh, Get to once again shout, plumbers! Sorry, plumbers. Why did they have King Koopa bathing in mud? Because oh, it's because it's so clean and so dirty at the same time. I, because this I, is a wacky, bizarro world. Where who is this movie like, for? <laughs> <laughs> who is this for? Who is that scene for? Well, he was soaking his hands in like some insta mud at the beginning. I assume that was like he was afraid of fungus because that was a thing that they briefly established and then abandoned was that like he is terrified of fungus. Like that is a thing for about five minutes in the movie and that everyone is sanitizing and they're like spraying everything with defungus stuff. That's dino Purell, Tony. They then never come back to that. And that is not that does not carry forward. And then there turns out there's fungus everywhere. Would you have come back to that? I I feel like they should have made some choices. (laughs) Yeah. So. The um they they steal a truck with the help of a plunger mm-hmm. because uh. if there's anything that's a professional <laughs> plumbing tool it is a plunger. Mm-hmm. If is. Erica were here, I feel like she would tie this into Daleks in some way. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. maybe so. I, I just I, again I think professional plumbers probably do not carry around plungers. That seems more of a an amateur tool. To <laughs> well, what I really like is he assembles the plunger. Yeah. from from little parts inside of his tool belt. Yeah, because... that, that's like a, a soldier assembling, disassembling, and and assembling his weapon on mm. you know with his, on a blindfolded. Right. Mm-hmm. The duality of plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start. The field. Have you ever field stripped a plunger? 
No. Mario I, has. Mario Mario yeah. who? Mario Mario. Yeah. On Mario's Mario named this plunger Lucille <laughs> and sleeps with yeah. it at night. Yeah. Dinos are on the tree line. Yeah. So so they they put on bright suits and go to a bizarre dance club. I was really disappointed that the bright suits were not red and green. Yeah, I know quite... we get them later, but like No, that was nonsense. I looked up from my emails, which I was very much into at this point. <laughs> and and I said, Why why the hell is uh Luigi wearing the red jumper? Mm-hmm. I know. And Mario is dressed in yellow. This is this is stupid. Also, and this 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 may be a contentious statement, I found the scene where Mario dances with slash seduces Big Bertha to get the stone back to be the most unsettling scene in the movie. <laughs> it was uns- it was like watching condiments dance. <laughs> Big Bertha's <laughs> motivations are very random. Like yes. he's completely seduced here and he punches she she punches him in the face and then he goes back and asks for more punches, at which point She is she is yeah. complicated. We, also, they, she's supposed to be the bouncer in this place. Yeah, but she is not bouncing. Job. They should really, they should have she made the movie about... She bounced a little about, bit, you got to admit. They should have made the movie about mm-hmm. her. That would have been a movie. Yeah. You know what? Giant evolved fish are, they're, they're complicated, you know? We're, we're giving an fickle. awful lot of thought to a scene which can basically be boiled down to the directors going, let's have two fat people dance. That'll be fun. <laughs> there are cars <laughs> crashing down below for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a wanted sign in this scene that says, and I, I quote, wanted plumbers because again what more do you need to say plumbers. well i mean uh, they did have two photos plumbers! of them yeah. So, yeah well that's just to show these are the plumbers they're wanted oh, the remember plumbers. the gag before where it looked like they were going to get shot and they just had their photos taken that reminds you uh, of how hilarious that was that was really good oh, i remember that so fondly from the video game too yeah yes lots of <laughs> lots of photography in the police lineup scene in, yeah. in the first Mario Brothers. We learn that no woman can resist the charm of a Mario, which is something I was unaware of from the uh, the video game camp. Oh, this is where yes. we get we get uh, was not was is walk the dinosaur. <laughs> yep, as the scriptures foretold. <laughs> I, I think the most disturbing thing in this disturbing scene is when uh, is when big is it Big Bertha? Yes. Yep. It's yes, when she tells him, "Dance with me, I'll hit you all you like." Yep. Who made what? Who was this movie for? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. Well, it's for the kids, but you got to put something in for the grown-ups. A little something for daddy. Oh, man. I, I, think, I think this movie is only for these two directors. This <laughs> <laughs> one's just paid. for us. Uh, but she has, she, she has jumping boots. Yeah. But before that, they, do the, they have their strategy for how they're going to get the stone out of the nightclub, which involves throwing it back and forth until one of them is no longer carrying it, at which point they just leave, and it would have been easier if they had just not thrown the stone and left <laughs> with the stone. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I really... Especially with a floor covered with grates. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great idea, Mario. Great uh, idea. The uh, movie yeah. really thinks that we're super excited about them awkwardly jumping like 40 feet or whatever it was. <laughs> right. I feel like it's shot and composed oh. so that we're going to jump out of our f- seats like the Millennium Falcon going into hyperspace. This is your, you thrust your finger up into the air. This is where the Comic-Con audience bursts into yeah. applause. This <laughs> is, this is the greatest mo- Every moment in the movie has been building up to this when they go up into the air. At last they jump high I in gra- the air. I grant you they jump, but they never jump onto the head of any, any being. No, they don't. Which I find Nor very problematic. Coins. Was there any jumping previously in movies? Was this, <laughs> was this <laughs> a landmark? This is after the movie White Men Can't Jump, right? So really there's yeah. a lot that they have to like unwind to like prove that this is possible. That they right? can jump. Yeah. yeah. So one one of one of Steve's favorite lines, stop fiddling with the fungus. 
Mm. Oh, I had that marked for a for a closing line. Oh, well, you could still use it. <laughs> and let's it would... get out of here. There's also over here pudgy buns in this scene, which mm. is a, mm. pretty solid. Mm. Mm. And we learned that there's a throne, and may, over the throne is a giant blob of fungus goo. Perhaps mm-hmm. it is the king. A fungus dad, I refer to it as. <laughs> sure. Since we've only heard that the king is the fungus like five times in the yeah. movie so far, and then Koopa goes to talk to it for no reason at and, all. And isn't it nice that he maintains it in the throne room, even though he's deposed the king, yes. he allows the fungus to remain hovering over uh, the throne. The king well, there's also, sits on there's the throne, protocol, or at least Jason. dangles over it and drips goo. There's, we, there's also there's a lot of unanswered questions about the governance of Dino Manhattan, because yeah, he's, he's running. He's running. He has Koopa. all this propaganda yeah. posters like he's running an election despite the fact that he appears to be like the corporate despot. So, yeah. so well, he's running unopposed, but you uh, still have to go through the motions. About, but you still have to put up posters? Yes. Sure. You, yeah. okay. make show. you don't, you don't a- want the UN monitors coming to your dimension <laughs> and like causing a fuss. Jimmy Carter suddenly appears and no, oh, man. Oh, we forgive me that. for not going to Phil with my questions about being yep. a corrupt dinosaur despot. I, that You're was right. a mistake on my part. Mistake number well, one, Tony. First, you collect lots of campaign donations. Then you have to put up a few posters to make it look like you actually spent your money. Yeah. And then you pocket the rest. The FEC in Dino World is very uh, stringent. So mm-hmm. you really have to uh, fill out that paperwork about your uh, campaign contributions. Now now we get to the most important scene in the film, foretold uh, earlier by, by a couple of you. This is the, pho- the scene at which um, uh, King Koopa orders a pizza via video phone. <laughs> He orders his his own pizza, the Koopa Special, but directs the uh, directs the pizza boy to hold the mammal. Yes, which I, I'm saying it's not the Koopa Special without the mammal. Which, uh, yeah, I know. The What's me. the point of having a pizza named after yourself if you have to have additional instructions? Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was just in a different mood that yeah, day. Yeah, he oh, usually okay. gets the mammal, but he didn't want it today because okay. the mammals are causing him trouble. Special orders, don't upset us, sir. It is it is extremely difficult to pass mammal when you're a dinosaur. Yes. Yeah. It's a plumbing thing. For an evil dictator, I thought he was pretty polite to the pizza guy. Yeah. Yeah, although yeah. I do I do like and how the, the pizza, pizza guy is like, him. oh, it's you, sir. Hey, King Koopa, how you doing? <laughs> All right, I'll, whatever you want, sir. <laughs> you know, even in um, even in a, uh, uh, you know, dystopian future, uh, you do have to have a good service economy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I like their video phone technology. I thought that was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you need to operate with a laser gun. Wait, well, that's the remote reasons. control is in the shape of a laser. And why that's not in the shape of the uh, Nintendo Zapper, I will never yeah. know. I don't know. Um, so we, we get a scene where there are a bunch of pipes and junk and stuff, and the line is, look at this, it's a plumber's nightmare. I actually really like this scene, because <laughs> so many of these crappy action movies have a scene set in what appears to be an abandoned steam factory, uh-huh. where there's just pipes everywhere emitting steam for no reason. And like for once. Pirates? Yeah, but for once we actually yeah, have that is plumbers. the worst part about Ice Pirates. <laughs> for once we have actual plumbers who look around and go, yeah. wow, this place is really sloppily organized. Yeah, although my my thought here is that these the people who wrote this movie don't actually know what plumbers do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but still, you know. yes, they are looking at the steam factory and saying, "This look at this place. It is it is all out of shape." And and this and this is where we get them in their little uh, colored outfits. They get their mm-hmm. jumpsuits and their Finally. hats. Yes, we're supposed to cheer at this point again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I think at this point there starts to be wild discontinuity between whether they have the jump boots on or don't. Yeah. 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 But this is like in Popeye where he finally eats the spinach. Mm. It's yeah. exactly like Popeye in that both movies are terrible. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> 
The yellow and red was supposed to instill cognitive dissonance in the Indeed, viewer. We so were supposed get to see excited that. Oh, that's <laughs> wrong. And then when they turn up in red and green, we're like, yay, oh, the colors are right now. They're just screwing with us before. Unfortunately, uh, le- the rest of the movie had introduced cognitive. Uh, <laughs> what's the word for a coma? <laughs> <laughs> that's not cognitive. <laughs> Lena, Lena and Koopa have a scene and then she goes to Daisy. Uh, Daisy is being fed by a Goomba that is sweet on her. I think it's Toad. He is the one distinct one. She's being fed raw meat, which her her dinosaur friend Yoshi is Mm. interested in. Get it? Kids? Reference to that video game you played three years ago? You love that guy. Remember how he's cartoony and adorable, but here he's just a scary monster? He's kind of shaped like Yoshi, though. Like... Yeah. Except also, he he gets stabbed in that small. scene. I found that he does unsettling. Yeah. Again, well, first who, Dennis Hopper kicks Yoshi, and then she stabs him. You I don't, don't kick want to watch stab a, Yoshi. a little harmless dinosaur. You jump on his head stabbed. and turn him into something. No, you ride Yoshi, or, or you inflate him, yeah. him, or something. But he uses his tongue to pull mm. uh, yeah. Lena down. Yeah. Reference down. acknowledge That's Mario Brothers film. And, Reference acknowledge, and, and then uh, and then Daisy runs away. Um, and finds actually the that the toad Goomba has brought her uh, vegetables because she says she's a vegetarian and can't eat raw meat. But she probably can, right? Like she's actually she <laughs> might be a dinosaur. She might. She might be a dinosaur. Well, they're vegetarian. Well, dinosaurs. she is. She, came she out is a dinosaur, egg. but she doesn't know it because dinosaurs and humans are exactly the same. Right. Unless mm. you devolve them. So, what what, what exactly was that steak? made of then mm. that a mm. curiosity probably i really see like a lot of livestock and mm. you know it could be like mammal cows i was thinking about like a cow yeah or, or it's, it's soy it looked green. like it looked like chicken cutlets to me but <laughs> but where do they where get do they, it from? where do they raise their farm fresh produce because in the desert. i saw a city and i saw a desert <laughs> in the desert i like also that he had the globe that had the city and then the desert and it's like why would you make a globe of that <laughs> Like, it's just your city, and then everything around it is bad. Like, you don't need a globe. <laughs> you don't need a globe. You don't need a globe. Because he wants a globe, damn it. I Everybody guess, else like, a, like a 3D representation of your world is not a meaningful navigational instrument. Uh, let's see. They Oh, they play. This is the point, part where they play uh, Somewhere My Love, and uh, the Goombas all go into <laughs> trance and begin to dance while, the, while Mario and Luigi climb through the ceiling of the elevator. Because everybody likes to dance. I think that may be the best scene in the entire movie. <laughs> really? Yes. Listen to the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I retract my statement about how most of the employees of Koopa's organization are competent. Yeah. <laughs> I retract my statement about how my standards are lower than everybody else. <laughs> I felt like that scene was just weird and bizarre, and it's still nonsensical. Also, it's kind of unnecessary because they just escaped through the hatch, and it didn't really seem like they need well, to be dancing. But they, we have to get that they're tranced by it for later. Yeah. Let's have a bunch of dinosaurs dance, and that will be weird. And they're in their, like, giant trench coats and looking weird and dancing with each other. And, and I don't know. I thought that was, like, that yeah, There was a definite Eraserhead vibe that, of that whole scene. That's season. setting up the hilarious callback later. That yeah. felt imaginative in a way no other scene in the entire movie <laughs> did. Uh, Toad is set on fire at this point, by the way. Um, oh, with He and his har- harmonica. But Daisy goes and gets a fire extinguisher. And right. uh, and puts puts him out because uh, he was nice to her. Uh, Daisy is presented to her fungus dad. Fungus dad. Uh, Yoshi didn't die from being stabbed. But we also have that big reveal of Fisher Stevens saying, "Oh yeah, we were actually your father's most loyal supporters. That's why we've been in, involved in this kidnapping thing through the whole movie." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were super dumb before. So what does that tell you about fungus dad's rule? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's all just a, a con. That's probably why everything falls apart at the end. 
Maybe they were accidentally devolved. Guys, if you watch it again, you'll see all the clues that they're actually <laughs> oh, loyal retainers of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> it's, it's in there. You got to read between the lines. I find her reaction to the fact that Fungus Dad is a Fungus Dad to be a little bit off the mark. <laughs> how, how do you feel that scene should have gone? I, I feel like maybe she might have been a little disturbed that her dad was a fungus that was drooling and dripping from the ceiling. Huh. Yeah, well, that's she, one one take, I she guess. She seems sort of bored by the whole thing, honestly. <laughs> she is. Well, she heard it explained so many times at this point in the film. Yeah. She's probably okay with it. I feel like she's trying even less than Dennis Hopper. Like, <laughs> Dennis, she makes no impression on me. Daisy mm. uses a plastic gun to control her computer. Mm. Again, special user interfaces, they use the plastic right. guns. The... Again, not the Nintendo Zapper. No. Mm. <laughs> um, then we get a great moment where Mario and Luigi run through a giant pipe, and I wrote down, look, it's uh. just like the video game, and there are mushrooms. Good God, why didn't we see any of this earlier? <laughs> so they run through a pipe, there are mushrooms, suddenly yeah. it's the video game we love, right? They've got their colors on. This is it. We've made it, people. Yeah, that, that was a really low bar to clear for you. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> So did big, it. big payoff. Yeah. There are giant there's, coins. There's one, there's one scene 80 minutes in where briefly <laughs> it resembles things from a video game. True. And that's it. Now we move back to the we we visit the Goomba Barracks. Daniela is in the Goomba Barracks with the other girls from Brooklyn. There is a sequence here where Koopa yells, Muster the Goombas! Which I really enjoyed. Mm. <laughs> he catches Daisy and Luigi, sends the troops to Earth for de-evolution, and then turns and says, where's my pizza? Oh, that pizza guy's going to get it. Yep. Mm. I feel like the pizza arc was really too compressed to make <laughs> much of an impact. That, is not like, a good, that, that line does not pay off. Well, it does pay off because later on he gets a call, guy saying, your pizza's here. Well, that, that, in fact, that happens right after the, uh, we get the totally extreme guitar song as they slide through the ice tube. Uh, that is my least favorite scene in the movie. See, there's your ice level that you wanted. It's in a tube. Also, that tube leads to right outside where all the bad guys are, so you can fall on top of them. <laughs> Another note I was happy to make here. Then a bunch of Brooklyn broads ride a mattress down the inside of a frozen pipe, while one huge man with a tiny lizard head rides another huge man with a tiny lizard head like a sled. Yep. No <laughs> other movie No other movie. me to write that. No. At which point, Dennis Hopper gets the call, Sir, your pizza's here. Mm. Boom! But, and hilarity. Yeah, you're right, Monty. That We should have stretched that out a little bit longer. I would have liked to have seen him call back to the delivery kid, the kid at the pizza that place. That should have been your after the credit sequence. It's oh, the kid with yeah. the pizza going, hello! Oh, this is coming out of my salary! What if he had oh, gotten God. the order wrong? Wouldn't that have been hilarious? Oh, he could have devolved him mm. into a pizza. Mm. <laughs> oh, put the, into a topping for his pizza. Like oh, a mushroom? Zing, yeah. Yeah. Delivery yeah, was yeah. 31 Hold minutes. Hold the mushrooms. That would have mm. been better. The mushrooms on the pizza would have been begging for their lives. It would have been hilarious. Oh. So the uh, the de-evolution gun yeah. is the Super Scope from the SNES, which is basically the version of the Zapper for the SNES, oh. which is much less iconic and, re and recognizable than a Zapper. Barely recognizable, I would say. Yep, but that that is that's a thing. That you're... That's an actual Nintendo reference. Right? Yeah, mm. enjoy it. But they couldn't <laughs> let it wash over you. Your pizza. Now, now that I know about it, I did. <laughs> really adds another level to the movie, doesn't it? It adds a level to a movie that didn't have one previously. 
Is this is this a warp zone joke? I don't get it. The troops are dancing again to some somewhere my love and um a jet boot. They throw a jet boot at Koopa and it knocks him off. Yes, it's the classic Mario jet boot attack, just like in the video game. <laughs> he is pretty easy. Like they've knocked Koopa down several times in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> he, he oh, does. one of the times they knock him down, they actually put the line have a nice trip. See you next fall. Oh, Into a movie. Oh. A professional real movie. <laughs> you <can> admire that. <laughs> so bad. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Pow. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> Don't let your meat loaf. Pow. <laughs> Trust the fungus. We're told here. This is the metaphysical moment. It's like, use the force, Luke. Well, in this movie, trust the trust fungus. Trust the fungus, yeah. As they were doing yeah. in the director's booth. Uh, the rock falls off. <laughs> Lena catches it and falls down. She seems to be electrocuted, but isn't. Yeah, we get to see her fried on the electric car grid, you know, for because, you know, it's a kid's movie. It's and, foreshadowing, like, but she's going to yeah. get electrocuted again. Yeah. I know. Well, well, but she when she's smashed again. I when later. she's electrocuted and then survives, I'm thinking... Okay, this is not a movie where death happens. <laughs> we just <laughs> have de-evolution into a stuff. false sense of security, Monty. But her hair looks great at that point. It does. Oh, of course, it goes bright at Frankenstein, of as everyone knows. Yeah. I just want to point out that I saw this movie not 24 hours ago, and everything you were saying to me is like new. You may have passed out during. <laughs> no, this I just I just stopped paying attention <laughs> uh-huh. after a certain point. Yeah. I would look up from the screen and oh, the uh, plumbers. I will say and, the part uh, where Koopa is in that like construction thing and Mario is like under it and Koopa is like shooting down at him vaguely felt like a boss fight from a Mario game as if yeah. they, like someone had described maybe they'd they'd written a letter to the director's description <laughs> what the end of Super Mario World was like and we're they were having like, a little we- trouble you know with your video game movie could you maybe send us an example of what a video game is uh, the boss shoots fireballs in random directions yeah thanks from a thing and Mario has to jump under him and then yeah he's hanging from a thing it's yeah. just like in the big sleep where they had to contact um, <laughs> the author uh, Raymond to- Chandler. Raymond Chandler to figure out what was going on. Uh-huh. Uh, the directors of this movie had to contact a 13-year-old kid <laughs> and have them explain a boss battle yep. to them. So there you go. He uh, Oh, at this point we get the, he's got a bob-omb. See? Because mm-hmm. that's Chekhov's bob-omb from earlier. <laughs> Which is, is minuscule and probably can't be seen by anybody more than five mm-hmm. feet away. It's a very tiny thing winding everybody up. Everybody can spot... I guess dinosaurs have really good vision. Mm-hmm. So, so Lena um, plugs the little uh, gem into the into the meteorite. And... Oh, wait. First, before that... Yep. Okay, we Steve. Have to, we, we send the Brooklyn Broads <laughs> away back through the, the rock wall. Yes. Uh, Luigi yells, get to Brooklyn. Tell them about the invasion <laughs> and the Koopas. Yeah, that's going to go well. Yeah. People were very trusting in New York City in that. 1993. A bunch yeah. of hookery-looking ladies are going to run out and tell the FBI about an alternate universe filled with dinosaurs that look like people and how they're about to invade. Like, you wouldn't watch that show. The TV news was covering alternate dimensions very straightforwardly uh-huh. earlier in the movie. That's right. Yes. Although I don't think it's really an issue because, as we saw when they entered the rock wall, on the opposite side of that rock wall is a gigantic chasm that's mm. about 100 <laughs> feet down. But there are, don't they appear briefly later? I think they're there later. They're fine. They do survive. Don't worry about really, them. Really, they should all be them. dead. Yeah, they're don't worry fine. about them. They're it's great. Safe. Yeah. It's a safe landing. Yeah. This this was a bridge too far for me. That little that, that lack of continuity right there, that was <laughs> that, the one that really broke you, it. Like <laughs> the movie you were just you were doing solid until we got there. Yeah, that was it. That was it. All right. Good I was to know. done. 
the Lena sticks this this thing in the in the in the asteroid and, and or uh, sorry the <laughs> meteorite the Brooklyn meteorite the great Brooklyn <laughs> meteorite of sixty million years ago <laughs> and is slammed into the wall as a skeleton to which we get the classic line Wow she sure makes an impression uh, and, yeah. and that well, just what, does not sit well with me like. Yes. A woman just died. Yeah, the death of anyone is a crime against all mankind here. (laughs) So death does happen in this movie. It's Uh, just, you know, it's quippy. It's a quippy experience. Uh, Things begin to de-res, almost Tron-like, as we Mm. merge into Brooklyn. We're merging! (laughs) (laughs) To lighten the mood slightly, I'd like to call out the incredible 1993 CGI effects, which, (laughs) as in Lawnmower Man... Consists solely of turning people into a whole bunch of little spheres that roughly. Ah, uh, those are not like, spheres. Those are dots. Spheres yeah. were not available. <laughs> no, spheres would have been too hard to render. They're just little yeah. tiny dots. Yeah. Yeah. Those. Pix- thank you. They, thank you. They, they get pixelized. Effects. They get pixelized. They're derived. Hey, can your, can your NES do particle effects? I don't think so. What if the breakdown between the universes had made everything look more pixely and video game esque? That would have been an interesting idea. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. Instead, it's just going to make the two characters that are important in this movie move to the other dimension and everybody else is going to stay behind. Guys, what if anything in this movie had resembled a video game in some way? Mm. Yeah, like Pleasantville, but instead of a black and white world, it's a video game world and it's all pixelated. Uh, it would never work. Uh, let's see. They shoot Scapelli in his suit and he turns into a chimp. Yay, there's a chimp in the movie now. And everybody is delighted. In spite of the fact that something horrifying and yep. impossible has just happened right in front of them. <laughs> it's, it's it's New York yeah. money. That's a Tuesday for them. Yeah. Well, also, they, they never fix the Scapelli thing. Like, they don't, like, it's an improvement. him back. It's an, that's yeah. why he's going to be Donkey the sequel. Uh, Let's see you get the plumbing jobs faster now, Scapelli. Yeah. Rampage, that's a video game with a monkey in it. Yeah, yeah there sure. you go. Yeah. That yeah. turns into a, a bigger monkey. Somebody fact check this joke I just thought of. <laughs> There's going to be a sequel called Super Mario Brothers 2, but it's really a totally different Japanese movie that we just put the name on. Yeah, yeah. Don't Doki Doki Panic Me. They won't release it here because it's too cerebral for us. (laughs) All right. Uh, A mushroom saves Mario because he learns to trust the mushrooms, trust the fungus. And he makes the mushroom big, just like in the video game where mushrooms make Mario big. Did Mm. we miss the part where Luigi thinks he's flying because... We skipped that because that scene was a long awful. time ago. That scene oh, was right. completely <laughs> unnecessary. We that scene right. was awful. Yeah, that was the one scene that really uh, was unnecessary. To I have movie. notes, but they do not form any sort of coherent whole, so no. I don't know where. Oh, so neither did that scene. If it's the movie. So how does it not form a coherent whole? He thinks he's flying. But he's actually just hanging from his tool belt. What? That was a really good time for a prank. And then hilariously, Mario thinks he's flying too, so he jumps too, but he wasn't really flying. He was hanging from his tool belt. Why? Why is that in there? So the fungus has to say, well, so the fu- we, we haven't at this point heard enough about the fungus and seen it save them more than 15 times. So they need to throw another one in there just in case we weren't picking it up. Mm. That's uh, Mario's journey is that he learns to trust <laughs> to fate. <laughs> he, he starts off skeptical, but by the end of the movie, he's willing to believe anything. He yeah, took it's the- real, a real Joseph Campbell situation. Yeah, Monty is, Monty is right. This is- <laughs> anything is possible, Mario. You just got to believe. Mm. That's Parappa the Rapper. That's a whole different thing. Yes. They, they yeah. separate the universes. Uh, Toad plays Somewhere My Love on the harmonica. Wait, 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 wait. You got to point out that Dennis Hopper, for <laughs> no apparent reason, as he's merging back into his own universe, shouts, Guano! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which means bad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So we've just had the movie explained to us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's meta-commentary, yes. What I also like is when they dissolve back and forth between the dimensions every single time, they, they're like, okay, well, how can we spice this up a little more? And it's like, let's, let's spin his head. Let's have that yeah. twirling yeah. around because that, that's really important. <laughs> In a weird, like, uh, stop-motion animation twist that happens before it's replaced with the actual Dennis Hopper. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think that was in the script though, Guano, or did was he riffing there? No, that was just shout something, shout something else. Just yeah. keep shouting things. <laughs> just keep shouting and things. He, yeah. he pulled Guano. Well, out and of they his... liked it. They used that in the edit. They thought that <laughs> yeah. was good. Good. Good Guano. Good. Good action. <laughs> uh, Toad plays somewhere my love on harmonica. Thereby, uh, the the Goombas are are distracted. Uh, we get uh, one more uh, ah plumber. Yes, that happens. Bertha shows up with some fresh boots for them. He's shot with the de- devolution gun and blown up by uh, the bob bomb, which has finally kind of come all the way around. He turns into a big alligator wait, 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 in a wait, pot. Wait, yeah. wait, you can't let this go by without pointing out that <laughs> the bob bomb has tiny yep. little Reeboks on. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. In what must the be the most insane shoes. and misguided product placement of all time. <laughs> this is why no one wears Reeboks anymore. It was this. This, this is the reason, huh? Move fast. Play hard. Bob bomb. Uh, I was in kind of a fragile mental state after after watching this movie, and so I went and read many <laughs> internet forums where people argue about whether it's pronounced Bob-Om or Bob-Bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Controversial. Yeah, I pronounced it Bob-Om as a kid, and then somebody said Bob-Omb, and I went, oh. Controversial. Controversial. Yeah. It's clearly supposed to be onomatopoetic. I, you it know, should be bomb. There's a lot of unanswered questions in the market. There's nothing remotely poetic about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he turns into a big alligator in a pot, to which <laughs> they say, see you later, alligator. Alligator. And then turn him wow. into kind of a T-Rex that devolves into slime. And I think that's the second or third time they've said, see you later, alligator, in this movie. Too. Oh, no. or, well, it's or like in Die Hard. In said it. Like in Die Hard, where they keep saying yippee ki this is how you get the catchphrase across. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a trust license for It's all branding. It is. Trust the fungus. It is. Everybody is like, hey, trust the fungus. See you later, alligator. Oh, is it possible that this movie introduced the, the phrase, see you later, alligator? Was nope. It, it is quite nope. impossible that no. it would actually do that. Uh, good news. The king re-evolves. He's Lance Henriksen. He has one line. He says, love those plumbers. Mm. Yeah, that was so a good use does, of Lance Why Hendrickson. does Dennis Hopper devolving back into primordial ooze trigger a fungus dad to turn back into the king? I don't know. There's kind of a like a, a ding dong the witch is dead and like ev- like he's dead and then like everybody's like painting over the propaganda and there's like uh, there's free the candy for Goombas. everybody. I, yeah. I think yeah, I, I was imagining that there there's a lengthy process of re-evolving everybody, but it takes time. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought mm. in my head canon for Super Mario. <laughs> that was that was Henriksen, really. I didn't yeah. notice yeah. that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, there's Such a real a kind of you know they're they're leaving out that last season of Babylon Five where we find out how the Mushroom Kingdom rebuilds. <laughs> love, oh, love those plumbers. Lance Henriksen will return in Duck Hunt the movie where he plays the sniggering dog. <laughs> uh, was was that Henriksen playing Fungus Dad as well? Because I could see him like getting into that role. <laughs> Three weeks later. Yeah. Mm. There was... Ta- I don't think I was looking at the screen at that point. Well, Mario and Luigi <laughs> are on the news being praised for saving the universe. Why, I dare say I'd call them the Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. We, we should point out that Daisy has stayed behind to rule over her um, yes, terrible she has world. To, she has to stay behind because she's. They're, they're putting together all the pieces after the king has come back and the Koopa has ruined everything. So she's got. she can't go with them. She has to stay with her people. I think the movie does not approve of species mixing. Yeah. No. 
So three weeks later, though, they're on the news. Yes, indeed. I think I, I think we'd call them the Super Mario Brothers. Wink. Mm, Isn't it? Apparently, grown. everybody everybody simply believed their story about saving an alternate dimension, even though the only evidence they have is some guys with lizard heads and Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Yep. Turned up at a construction site for 30 seconds and turned a guy into a monkey. Dennis Hopper turned a guy into a monkey in front of yeah. like dozens of yeah. people. Where did yeah. this chimp Witnesses come from? saw that, Steve. Well, yeah. so obvi- the obvious conjecture from that point is that there's an alternate dimension in need of saving, and there are probably some plumbers off saving it. So Daisy returns three weeks later, and she says, Mario, Luigi, you got to come with me. It's not you. It's your kids. They need, <laughs> they, <laughs> We need your help. But where we're going, we don't need roads. No, well... Pretty much that's what she says. Yeah. And that's the we end of the rocket movie. boots, though. Other than almost unreal, performed yeah. by Roxette. Mm. The credits are so proud of this Roxette song. Mm. Yeah, it gets its yep. own page. That's why, again, first why I dropped first, out yeah. before I could get to that great um, that uh-huh. great stinger at the end of the movie that apparently made it all worthwhile. And with that, the door is open for hundreds of quality video game movies to pour forth. <laughs> <laughs> this, without this, would there have been a Wing Commander? I think not. Would there have been a Street Fighter? Would there have been multiple Mortal Kombat Kombat movies? A couple of years ago, for a a publication that no longer employs me, Uh uh, we did a a piece uh, 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 in relation to the Wreck-It Ralph uh, uh, premiere that was basically, here are the great video game movie hits and misses. And all the the video game movies that are the least bit watchable are ones that are not based on actual video games or that are documented. Or that are documentaries and the ones the wizard, based on, yeah, sure. uh, King of <laughs> Kong, yeah. King of Kong, mm. or Tron, war, war games, yeah, war games, sure, war games. Yeah. the Last, Last Starfighter, Starfighter. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, those are good movies. That's a pretty but, good movie, Joe. But the the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> take that, Joe. <laughs> the the ones that are based on actual video games are all terrible. Be- of course they are, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me. So we can all agree that if you were just given some money to write a screenplay based on on Super Mario Brothers, I I think we could all agree that any one of us could do a better job than this. I don't. I don't agree. I don't think there is a good version of a <laughs> we Super can Mario all Brothers. Agree, no. Monty. Well, no. no. This is my point. Is we? I think we could all agree we could do maybe something better than this. But this is my this is my question, which is, could a good movie ever be made of one of these video games? I I have a hard time believing that that is possible. Well, not out of a video game that has no story of yeah. any kind. Which well, the exactly. Super Mario Brothers at this point did not. There were. I mean, keep in mind at this point there were like. Many, many hours of a, a lackluster Super Mario Brothers cartoon. So it seems like yeah. could they have like harvested the best bits of that and made something with that? I, I could mean, make a hell of a movie based on Dig Dug. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's camera about- opens. John Hamm in a post-apocalyptic world <laughs> and a tight white jumpsuit. Yeah, and he's he's jamming that thing into his arm when no one's looking. He's got he's got problems. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about addiction. Tony. <laughs> yeah, to digging and dugging. I'm with you. You could you could turn Mario Kart into Cannonball Run. Yeah. Mm. Same well, idea. Like, you could turn a modern game, like Red Dead Redemption could be a perfectly acceptable Western. Right? Well, games, yeah. games that are, are, are that are already cinematic in nature, I think, could very easily be adapted. Like, the Silent Hill ga- movie was not great, but it also was okay. Um... And I'm drawing a blank in any other ones, but Resident that one is Evil. actually pretty the solid. Re- I would say the Resident Evil Resident movies Evils are, are good. Yeah, they're, they're, they are uh, movies. They're movies. I, <laughs> they, they have people Dragon's in them. Lair. We could do a Dragon's Lair movie. 
could do a space ace. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't think people have when they're given the kind of money you get to make a video game movie. Shakespeare based the Tempest on the Tempest. You don't have the kind of money that's. <laughs> you could do a Miss Pac-Man movie, not Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. I yeah. understand. Yeah. Well, that's the good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. With Susan Sarandon is Miss Pac-Man. Huh? Sort of a hell yeah. Tale, you know? I heard she gained three hundred pounds for the role. <laughs> Well, she's committed to her art because Ms. Pac-Man's round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, she is. All right. Yeah. She also got jaundice for it. <laughs> it's just makeup. I think this is one of those cases where they could use computers. Yeah, uh, probably. To, to help out a little. Harvey Keitel is Clyde. <laughs> Pitfall Harry. Pitfall Harry would be a movie. In a way, the new Ghostbusters movie is Ms. Pac-Man. Ladies fighting ghosts. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Huh. Wow, you've uh, no, blown my in mind. New York City, yeah. which is based, <laughs> if, based if, on a grid. Who was originally afraid of no ghost? Pac-Man. I don't think you generally get a whole huge budget when you're told to make a video game movie. Yeah. You get a pittance, and it's not enough to, to buy a decent script based off of a game that doesn't already have a backstory that's rich. Well, oh, you think so, this... but look how much money they spent on the Battleship movie. I was just going <laughs> to say. Oh. Yeah. The wow. Battleship movie, and, and also this this one, even for its time, was $48 million. Um, oh my god yeah, yeah. so it, it, it raked in 20 million um which is not you know pretty good it's not very good for uh no it's not, that's not good at all <laughs> no that is some serious word of mouth you would think they could have gotten 48 million just by dumb kids going to see the super mario brothers movie but apparently not i wouldn't spit on 20 million dollars i saw this when i was about 13 i was disappointed so yeah i saw it in theaters too Speaking of Monty working in a theater, this is one of the only times I have ever been in a theater. I didn't see it in the theater, but I remember going to the theater and having all the people working at the theater warn me away from seeing it. Mm-hmm. Don't see this movie. Would it, would it also surprise anyone that they got the rights to do this for $2 million from Nintendo? How much do you think Nintendo was actually involved in this? Because I did see the copyright uh, 1993 Nintendo at the very tail end of the credits. That's what Roland Joffe used to convince them to sell it to him and a small company instead of selling it to a major studio because the idea was that Nintendo would have more creative control over it with a small company. Hmm. That really that paid off. The, that's really what paid sold off. them. Well, apparently Miyamoto said, according to Wikipedia, it was a fun project to put a lot of effort into. Uh, the movie may have tried to get a little too close to what the Mario Brothers video games were. He is such a nice guy. That is I mean, he's yeah. the nicest you know thing anyone has ever and said. And in that sense, it became a movie that was about a video game, rather than being, wait for it, rather than being an, enter- an entertaining movie in and of itself. <laughs> that is that is the nicest thing you could say about this. Nintendo that is, Burn. What, that is what undid the uh, uh, Stratego, the movie, where <laughs> <laughs> John Gielgud played the spy, and um, he didn't mention the 600 executives that committed harakiri at the end of this film. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. We, so, yeah. so Super Mario Brothers. What else, what have we learned, people? Don't D- watch it. Don't watch Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's a good lesson. Oh, uh, you're supposed to jump between the first two turtles. Don't don't make movies about games. Unless it's Connect Four and you can get Sir Ian McKellen to say, pretty sneaky, sis. Mm. Uh, two, don't make movies about video games. Three, certainly don't make movies about stupid Mario and his stupid brother. <laughs> Someday Ooh. someone is going to prove you wrong. You know, years ago somebody said, don't make movies based on rides at Disneyland. And yet, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean worked out. 
Yeah. Sooner the, or later, someone's going to make a decent video game movie. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to Autotopia, the movie. <laughs> oh, that Country Bears movie. <laughs> Apparently, the most successful video game movie is the Prince of Persia movie. Really? Wow. Get wow. out of town. I just listened well, to the Flophouse episode about, about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that was in the... Oh, yeah, that's Jake list. Gyllenhaal. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal is. That was in the long oh, list of right. Flophouse movies Prince I had already seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I believe the G in Gyllenhaal is silent. Gyllenhaal. I believe it's, I believe it's, it's silent. J- Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Prince of Persia did better than Tomb Raider? Uh, Tomb Raider is third. Wow. All right. Yeah. Resident Evil Afterlife is second. So Resident Evil <laughs> Retribution is fourth. I believe this bar is so low to clear you would actually have to dig into the earth (laughs) 5,000 feet below the surface to clear the bar. I I think the point is that that if there's a good video game movie to be made, it is probably to be made out of a video game movie that is cinematic in its own scope Mm -hmm. and not a film based on something as simple, albeit enjoyable, as the Mario games. Mm. All right, I'm ready to write this script. Tell me uh, what happens in this video game. Well, there's a guy in overalls, and he's got a mustache, <laughs> and he runs to the right. And he's a plumber. Stop drilling, you struck oil. Some, well, he was a plumber. We're not really sure what he does now. He was a plumber. He was a guy that worked at a construction site. There's big now pipes he's just a guy. he can go in. Big pipes. <laughs> um, sometimes he gets really big. You don't have to put that in if you don't want to. Uh, other times he shoots fire. Uh, maybe not put that in either. I don't know. That's pretty much it. One question. Go with it. Can I justify him dressing up like a raccoon sometimes? <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think it's time for us to declare this movie dead. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, thank you all for uh, watching this film. It was bad. Uh, it, was. it was. This may be the... This may be... Well, I have not watched all of the Rocket Surgery movies. This may be the worst one I've seen. I had to stop a couple of times. <laughs> I had to pace pace myself through this one. This is a pretty bad movie. And it's not even, it's not even an, an enjoyable kind of bad like Zardoz. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't, shorter, it wasn't right? a so bad it's good kind of movie. It was yeah, constantly no, made, just, like I said. I, I didn't have to stop no, it. No, disagree. You don't think so? There, disagree with competence. You think you think it was a bad, bad. This is a bad, bad, not a good, bad. This, this is, is bad. not. Yeah. This is not a good movie. Yeah. On any I, level, were, the acting not, wasn't awful. The design, although it was pretty much entirely cribbed from Max Headroom, I loved it when it was in Max Headroom. Yep. So I sort of enjoyed that. I guess it was left over from Max Headroom. Yeah. I did not enjoy this movie on any level. We just hit fast forward at certain points and left, I mean, slow fast forward, but, you know, cheater. as long as we didn't have to listen to Dirty it, it cheater. Sort of like, oh, yeah, oh. man. Lore's out of the club. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, you didn't even enjoy it on level three? <laughs> <laughs> You're dead to me. Dash one. Yes, there it is. Damn it. All right. Heavy sigh. Heavy Super sigh. Mario Brothers. Well, th- thank you, 1990s, for all that you've given us. With Super Mario Brothers. Mm. I, I would like to thank my panel of experts who told us all that there was to see in the see, the hidden layers of Super Mario Brothers. Tony Sindelar, thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm just sitting here in my frog suit, cold and alone. <laughs> okay. Steve Lutz, thank you. Jason, to cleanse the palate uh, after this abomination of a Mario film, I think I would like to remind us of better, uh, gentler times in the Super Mario Brothers universe. When I say, do the Mario, swing your arms from side to side, come on, it's time to go, do Do the the Mario, Mario. take one step, and then again, let's do the Mario all together now.
Yeah. David Lore, thank you. <laughs> up, up, left, right, punch llama. Damn it. <laughs> Joseph Rosenstiel, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. I've got two words for you. Incomparable. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Reference acknowledged. Excellent work. Monty Ashley, thank you. Oh, for five. What percentage is that? Oh, I don't know, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> and, I laughed at that. And Philip Michaels, thank you. Burn in hell, everyone associated with this movie. <laughs> I don't get that reference. Uh, and uh, for the incomparable and the rocket surgery, I have been your host, Jason Snell. Where's my pizza? Plumbers! I begged you to watch The Island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> you didn't make the compelling case for it that somebody made no. for Mario Brothers. Monty. I Monty had a poster. <laughs> I mentioned that I had the poster. That sealed the deal. Words have meaning, Monty. Use them carefully. <laughs> uh, Never. Does that mean we're going to have to watch Pixels now? Oh, no. No, no we've Lord. learned what happens when we do things Monty wants. All right. No oh. more poster-based <laughs> decisions no in poster rocket decisions. surgery. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>